Welcome to Leading to Sales. My name is Brett Williams. I am your host again, as usual. Uh, if you're getting tired of me, you probably just want to find somebody else to watch. But um, today I am really excited. Uh, last week, um, I was talking with uh, Jake Dunlap from Scaled. I don't know if you know him. I'll tag him later um, as a shout out here. And we were talking about the future of sales. We were talking over LinkedIn Messenger about the future of sales. And it prompted me to post a video. And a good friend of mine who uh, I had the pleasure of meeting through Jeffrey Gittimer's 959 Daily Live, which if you don't tune into that, I would highly suggest that. Um, reached out to me. We started talking about the future of sales. And so Tony Thorpe, um, I thought there was really no better person to come on. And I'll tell you whenever we have him on the screen uh, to discuss the future of sales. And I'll tell you why I thought he would be the excellent person to come on and discuss it. But he's been in sales for almost 25 years. Um, he's now in the staffing industry. He is actually from Nova Scotia. So for those of us down south of the border, we uh, he's going to help us understand things from a little bit more refined point of view. Um, and, you know, it's amazing to see the different outlooks and, and perspectives we can get on how sales is going to be going forward and what the future is really going to look like. So I'm looking forward to having him on here and he and I will both be right back right after this. Welcome to the Leading to Sales podcast. Every week, we're bringing you leadership, sales, and marketing strategies to help you move your business forward. Here's our host, internationally known sales and marketing leader, Brett Williams. Hey, Tony, welcome to the show. Man, thank you so much for having me. This is, this is a real pleasure to be here. Absolutely, man. It's When we were talking, I was like, there's, there's definitely not going to be anybody better to, to go through this. And here's the reason. Um, yeah. Phil is already hopping in here saying, Tony Thorpe, wow, Phil, another friend from north of the border. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. So here's the cool thing is a lot of people, and I, I honest to God, and I'm, I'm going to just prove my Americanism here, is I did not realize that there were people that had a time zone on, in North America that was further east than the Eastern Standard Time Zone. Here's Tony laughing at me. So. Okay. Even better, it's Newfoundland's half an hour ahead of us. <laughs> See, so that's that's so awesome. So if you're wondering why I thought Tony would be the perfect person to talk about the future of sales, it's because for anybody in the United States, he's already in the future. So <laughs> <laughs> took a second, but you got it. That's <laughs> it's, yeah, it takes me yeah, it takes me a few seconds. No, that's okay. No, that's so it's it's so awesome to have you on here, man. We actually connected back in the very early days of Gittimer's yeah. 959 before it was even called 959. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as a fellow guitarist, I can't help but just love your background. Um, for those of you who may be tuning in later, I see five right on the screen. I think there are what, six or eight. There's a, no, there's a lot more than that. There's okay. <laughs> That's quite a so, few in here. Tony has a wall full of guitars behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I actually built this little blue, this blue one. This was a kick guitar when COVID started. Uh, and it was uh, pre, it was actually pre Gittimer live. I was, I actually wanted to create a YouTube channel. I wanted to restore guitars, build guitars and do that. Um, but I just don't feel I'm, I'm better at sales than I am at playing the guitar. I'll say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, well, I know. So introduce yourself. I mean, you know, you do have that wall of guitars. So I, I actually 
and this is this is an admission that I've not really made outside of my house. I actually just picked up and started playing guitar just a few months ago. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so just started playing on the acoustic. So that has nothing to do with the future of sales. <laughs> I'll br- briefly, so I'll tell you something really quickly and to the viewers too, that uh, it was back in 2005, Oasis. This is uh, Noel Gallagher's signature guitar, a replica. Uh, I was a huge fan and I went down to a radio broadcast on uh, 95.3, the Fox in Vancouver. And I played Wonderwall, of course. That's what they asked me to play. And I didn't realize there was like, the the one I played at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon to the number one radio station, there was like half a million people listening. I had no idea. And I still, I did it. And it was fun. It was awesome. That's awesome. It's good that you didn't know probably. Yeah. So but I, introduce I, yourself and tell, tell everybody yeah. who's tuning in that may not know you all about you. So yeah. So my name's Tony Thorpe, originally from uh, just outside of Vancouver in a little town called Maple Ridge. We have a few hall of famers from that town. Uh, I've moved to Nova Scotia with my wife on the East coast of Canada, like completely from once like Seattle to past Boston and New York, like somewhere on the ocean, right? <laughs> um, worked in sales, actually 20 years. Uh, my parents were entrepreneurs. So I grew up always being around business. I always wanted to help people and use those skills that I just have come naturally to me to connect with people um, and, and help them succeed. I started, I was at Acklands Granger as a courier and I asked them, you know, I want to be a salesman. How do I become a salesman? And uh, the, the boss at the time said, we well, don't know the product. I said, but I could talk to anyone and I can get my foot in any door. Just give me a chance. I'll do it. Right. And uh, anyways, fast forward, I got into it in the sales. Uh, I worked in the insurance industry for about four or five years, then went over to the staffing industry and really fell in love with it because it was not only was I helping grow businesses, I was helping people find lasting work. Right. And I have some really cool stories of people that have, you know, gone from being homeless to now being project managers. Wow. Right. And I've built loyalty with those people by just treating them as, as humans and people. Right. So, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah, that is so cool. And, you know, I think that speaks to so much to the value of having purpose behind what you're doing. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you're selling staplers, then things are going to be a little bit different, you know, you're <laughs> it's, but the value of having that purpose behind it, I think is what gives so many people that, um, pull, more than anything. And that, because sales is not an easy profession no, by any stretch. It's, it's actually, there was, a, I read a saying the other day that blew my mind. I don't know if it was on Gittimer. It probably was because I tune in almost every day, but it was, it's the easiest living to make good money, the hardest living to make a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and, and by that, because like there are some really great salespeople like Jeffrey Gittimer is, by far my favorite, uh, yeah. you know, Grant Cardone's another one I love. Yep. Um, and, and Grant Cardone and not everyone has the sort of mindset that they do of like, you know, taking it that extra mile. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I just had a customer I just reached out to, they were already a customer of mine, but I sent them a book and a note saying, you know, cause through our conversation found out she likes to read. She'd never read this book. Uh, it was actually Simon Sinek start with why. So I sent a little note saying, hey, I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. And, you know, let's connect again. And for the price of that, whatever that book costs, that's I'm creating um, a friendship, a true friendship offering because yeah. I want to help her offer value because she, you know, talked about leadership and wanting to read. Anyways, that is you know so good. Yeah. yeah, you know what no, I mean? That's good. And that's, you know, yeah. the, I think the cool the cool part about that is, is and just going right into the the name of the episode here, we're talking about the future of sales. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had so many conversations here lately with people who think 
that sales is going to be completely different. And on in some respects, in some aspects, the technology, some of the the tactical pieces of it, there's going to be a different approach. Yeah. But outside of that, in some aspects, it, the what we're going to begin to see is sales is really always going to be about the fundamentals. And that's what you and I were talking about the other day. Yeah. And that's what you're practicing. So tell us a little bit more about how you're seeing that right now, even with the insanity of a global pandemic. Well, actually, it was about six years ago that I started doing it. And it was when I bought the little red book of selling. This is the book that sort of started everything for me. Right. Yep. And then I got I have Jeffrey's collection three times over, you know, uh, but it goes back to like this. Think and grow rich. A copy that I paid a dollar Canadian for. And it's from wow. and, 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 and how to win friends and influence people. These two books will teach yeah. you what's new, even though they're 70 years old. Yes. Right. And it's about creating the connections. It's about talking to them, asking, you got to say, oh, my oh yeah. man. It's <laughs> awesome. That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, no, but it's about, uh, you know, talking to people. And, and, and like Jeffrey says it really, really well. And, I, and, and he says, if, you know, you go in and make a cold call or sales call, you're in a meeting and you notice a Harley Davidson or something and you don't know anything about water bikes, don't talk about it. Yes. Right? But if you, so I was at an airport. Uh, lounge with my boss who'd hired me and this guy came up to the bar ordered a beer i heard the accent i was like he's from england my parents are from england saw the red rose he's a rugby fan i said uh you know we just struck up the conversation he actually worked for a company that could have used our service and my boss's jaw hit the floor he's like i'm like well <laughs> that's what we do we don't work nine to five when i go play hockey i'm networking with people yes. right you know where are you from what do you do oh you know and that's how it works, man. It's building the relationships. Yeah, it so is. And it's, you know what I think I love about sales in general mm-hmm. is that to me, it's all about proving people wrong. Um, and that's probably oh, yeah. just kind of like the, uh, the kind of the challenger in me that mm-hmm. it's people have this negative view of sales. Yeah. And I've even talked talk to a lot of salespeople who have a negative view of what the future is going to look like. Um, yeah. But I think I don't think you can replace that human to human connection. Yeah. And that's where I think with the technology and the CR CRM driven data, Brian Burns is another salesperson I follow on LinkedIn. He posts hilarious videos about sales. And he asked how many times your CRM has closed a sale for you, or how many times your customer's been worried about your CRM. I'm gonna get in trouble because we have CRMs and my bosses might be watching, but I will make sure it's accurate and populated. <laughs> but you can't track. There's no analytics for building a friendship. Yes. A friend of mine, Stuart Alves, he worked uh, in restoration when we connected. The first time I went in, he put his keys down and I noticed he had Han Solo's phaser on it. I'm a huge Star Wars guy. We started talking about that, you know, and we built this friendship that 13 years later, we're still friends and we talk about stuff. Another friend of mine, Jordan, uh, Jordan Shaw, he worked at a place that I was trying to get in at. He told me to like, he swore me to take a hike. Finally, I found out he liked golf and said, let me take you play to play golf. You know, we became really good friends. We became teammates playing baseball together. And that he actually approached me saying, well, you can work for me now in sales. Right. Yeah. We just found that common ground. And now are you going to find it with everybody? Probably not. Yeah. But if you're authentic and true to yourself, if you truly uh, sincerely care about helping your customers achieve more, you're going to build huge relationships. It's going to, you know, at least that's what I feel. It's so true. And that's, you, you said something that, um, Jeffrey talk, Jeffrey Gittimer talks about quite often as he talks about finding that common ground in a lot of his books. And then of course he, he talked about it for a long time. 
And I was with Jeffrey when this happened um, because it happened uh, at an event that I was at with him when he was talking to Wyatt Woodsmall. Yeah. The great Wyatt Woodsmall. The great Wyatt Woodsmall. Um, yeah. And they were talking about, com- or Jeffrey was talking about common, ga- common ground and Wyatt said the phrase shared values. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, Jeffrey just had that, that moment of realizing that's what he's been talking about all this time. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't know that's what he had realized until much later when he told me that's what he had realized. Cause I was like, Oh, well that makes sense. That sounds good. And I just wrote it down, <laughs> oh, but that's, I mean, it sounds like that's really what, what you're doing and how do you see that factoring in, in the future with this? Cause we're going virtual and, and the reality is I don't think that's going to be a, no, uh, it's something we can put back in the box. <laughs> no, I love it. And, it, and and where I work now, I actually, so when I got hired, I, I, I'm, I'm the market manager for all of Nova Scotia for manpower and uh, Terry Fox better be his number one Canadian. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Terry Fox. Uh, to my American viewers, I want you to look up who Terry Foxes. That's my favorite Canadian. He is a hero of mine. He had cancer. He tried to run across the country with one leg in the eighties. I digress, but wow. Okay. I'm gonna have to look at that guy up. <laughs> Terry Fox. He's, he's inspiration. Absolutely inspirational. She, he should be on our, uh, $5 bill for sure. <laughs> what was, sorry. What was the question before? Bam? No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Er, er, Bam came in here and it was just like, he also said something about bedazzled pants, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. Right now. <laughs> he did that to Zach the other day. I want to Zach's live. Eric is a beauty. He is absolutely one of the funniest people I know. And he, you know what? He does things too. Like when he dropped off, uh, dropped the pizza off. I want to get him his lives. Right. Yeah. That's that's who for no one forgot that everyone knew exactly. it was him. Right. Exactly. We get him her away. Right. So yes. it, it's just the little things that I think salespeople sometimes forget to put in. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, I'm not perfect by any means. Trust me. I have former employers on here that would say the same, but (laughs) they would never, none of them, I guarantee you would say, I don't have the ability to talk to people, to connect to people, to sell and to build relationships. So how do you see that changing as we do move towards this virtual? You know what? I think it's going to be, Hmm. The virtual thing is good because you could do like what we do with the hippo video, right? I mm-hmm. want to impress people with that because you can go, you're basically virtually sending yourself. You get to see the emotions and everything. That yeah. is going to set people like you and me apart. Because people yep. don't go virtual, don't do that stuff. You know, why is Randy Chafee winning? Why is Eric Bam winning? Why is Tim Lord winning? And all these people that we met through Megamind and through the Gittimer, they're doing the live stuff. And that's what you got to yeah. do. I've been doing it for years. Yep. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk was always huge on giving value and going live. You know, I mentioned before this started my friend's sports store, Sport Wheels, Kevin Marriott and Jeff May, who own it. And they made me an ambassador, not because I could play baseball, because I could connect people and help them find what they want. Yes. There's a sincerity behind what I do. And I just like to see people win and help them. Yeah. So things like Hippo Video are, are going to be a th- huge thing. And if you've not checked out, um, Hippo video. If you go to tryhippovideo.com, uh, I'll put that somewhere. Tryhippovideo.com. You can check that out. But the, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And it, it really gives you that personal touch. Yeah. So what are things other than just hippo video that you have been doing as you're growing your sales, whether it's to, to reconnect or to connect deeper with existing clients or bring new clients on that you found that's really working um, with this um, new 
Era. Just being yourself. Um, you know, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes like everybody else, right? And I'll admit it. I, I can take, you know, I can, I played hockey and I got my ass kicked there. I don't, don't know if I'm allowed to swear it. I can get my, ass, <laughs> get my ass kicked in sales too, but I'll get back up and do it again. So I did do a few things that, you know, I bought myself a better microphone. I bought lighting. I'm buying stuff to make the sound in here not so echoey. It's just not arrived from Amazon yet. There's those little things like that, right? Yeah. Um, we have some really cool technology that we use where I work. Uh, I've joined associations, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the construction association in Nova Scotia, being in the Chamber of Commerce, um, and just promoting other people's stuff through LinkedIn. Like if a customer or a potential customer has projects, I like it. And, and if I, I find out if I know people there, right? Yeah. And that's where I think the, the selling, it's going to become what they say, social selling. Yes. And that's, you know, what's interesting is I love that take because social selling in the past at least in my opinion, has been a little bit, um, it's been used in the wrong way. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, by the way, we have hell from Norway represented Joaquin here. Is Hello, Joaquin. Yes, we got him in the house. I actually um, went to his page and uh, sang a song for him and his his people. Sorry. Nice. I, That's you. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Chris says you can blame Canada. Happy um, birthday, Mr. Gaskell. <laughs> yes, happy birthday, Chris. So the, you know, what's interesting is that social selling phrase. I think there's a lot of people that use it and a lot of people that mean it in different ways. Yeah. But I think the, the huge piece that you just brought out and I love it is the ability to use social to build those points of relationship and points of connection that are not actively selling in any way. Mm -hmm. And so what are tools that you have used to really leverage social to that next level? So that you can, you know, keep yourself in front of people. Well, here, so here's the thing. So I have kicked off uh, January by doing a Mega Monday and a Fabulous Friday on my LinkedIn, just to sort of show who I am, just to say, you know, what I'm grateful for, talk about books I'm reading, right? Just to give a bit of who I am, my personality, and just put it out there. Yes. And um, so that's one of the tools I'm using, Hippo Video. I actually want to talk to you about StreamYard after. I know Kim Walls was is getting me, wants me to sign up for his, his course. Well, uh, I'm going to have to talk to him too. Yep. But, you know, I want to use this stuff and do a daily, a weekly show and, 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 you know, what you're doing too, the podcast and, and help people, you know, um, yeah. it, I find sales and golf are so similar. And I wrote this down in one of my books, right? Golf is a huge industry. People that go into golf, it's people don't understand that sport. There's so many business people that play it. There's so many professionals that play it and people in their seventies are taking golf lessons to get better. Yeah. We as salespeople have to do the same thing. And the future of that is going back to the basics. Yes. Right? The stuff by the Napoleon Hills, the, the Dale Carnegie's, the Orson Sweat Martins, all these, everything Jeffrey talks about, you know, I put it into play. Yes. I didn't have any sales training, right? Until, yep. I, so I've trained myself. And, and that's where I think the future is going is people got to learn it. Your company will train you to their best, the best of their ability, but you, it's on you to train yourself to that next level, right? Like a golf, yeah. like a person who's going to go play golf. People say they hate, you know, sale. Oh, I don't want to be a salesman. Well, that's ridiculous. Everything in life is selling. You're either, it just, it doesn't have to be a financial transaction, right? Yes. You're either buying what I'm saying right now, people, or you're not. <laughs> it's so true. And that's the thing is, is I think the more that we get real with ourselves and realize yeah. that the new, the new salesman of the 
2021 and beyond, whatever you want to call it, Jeffrey calls it the new normal, Mm -hmm. is going to be the one that takes that entrepreneurial mentality and realizes that nobody's coming to rescue you. (laughs) That it's your job to to come out and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And any other leg ups that you get, just be grateful for them, but use the tools. And, you know, it's, I think the difference is, and one of the things that I love to do whenever I recommend books, and I'm literally surrounded by books right now. I'm, I'm not yeah, going to break down the camera, but um, is anytime I recommend books is I tell people, don't just go pick up this book. Go pick up this book, then read it, yeah. then do what it says. Otherwise, my recommendation is going to be a useless waste of your time and money. So if you look, three of my books yes. from Grant Cardone are bookmarked to crap because you know what? I, I have to, because yes. there's so much gold in this. And if you're not applying that, you know, yeah. and then it's a bit of a waste. Right. And, and, and everyone knows his 10 X book. Phenomenal. I'm sure you yeah. have, but you got to go get these two. If you're not first or last written during that crappy economy and then sell it. Yeah. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> and then sell it. <laughs> right. It's but, so true. Uh, you know, because in 2008, I was working in sales in the staffing industry. And when and when um, shit hit the fan, you know, there was a lot of contractors. I was working, selling, uh, you know, doing staffing. And a lot of the work I did was construction. And we got everyone got hit. Right. Like, yeah. It was anyways, I was lucky I didn't lose my job. And we actually grew where we were. And it was good. So tell me a little bit, because one of the things a lot of people don't realize is how much sales happens in the staffing industry. Um, tell me a little bit about what that looks like, because a lot of people don't, they're not familiar with that side of, of the staffing industry. They just think it's, you know, I'm going to marry you with this company and good luck, yeah. God bless. And, and and one of the things that I found over, you know, my, my 15, 16 years in the industry is that, you know, I've had people say, well, quote them, you quote them less. And it's like, well, they've got a relationship so they don't give a crap about the price right yeah. and if i'm only selling on price then what am i selling right yes and i think it's and I'll, i will say this when i started in sales i sold on price because i didn't know any better yeah there was no real my my boss had faith in me and he he was such a wicked guy i wish we could he was still alive but mike heathfield was his name he was a he was a boxer he played a little bit in the cfl and canadian football league and he just, he liked what I had and he wanted me in sales from day one of my interview with him. Right. Right. And he pushed me and I worked with another guy, Brad Phillips, who was probably one of the best. He was even better than me at connecting with people. And I think I'm pretty good at it. He could, yeah. he could walk into a room and talk to everyone. Everyone wanted to talk to him and he just, he just had that personality. Um, and I totally go off topic. So I apologize. No, you're fine. This is what makes him fun. And this is, you know, what I love about this show um, and I think one of the biggest things that they tell people that are doing podcasts and shows, you're not supposed to talk about the show while you're on the show, but I don't care. Um, what I love is I just like having the conversation and seeing where we yeah. go with it. Cause that's, that's where, you know, that's where a lot of the mm-hmm. nuggets end yeah. up coming from. Um, Phil here saying reading repetition is what turns it into second nature. It's so true. Yeah. It's reading it, going out and executing on it and then going and doing it by the way. So you're talking about Grant Cardone. Yeah. Have you been tuning into his undercover billionaire? No, I don't watch TV oh. at all, really. We, I watch it very rarely, but when I heard he was doing that and I heard what Undercover Billionaire was, I was like, I've got yeah. to go check this out. I do want to tune into it. I did hear him talk about it before. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it sort of slipped my mind. I just have too many other things to think about, right? Like I, I'm week four, my new career here with this awesome company. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm making great connections. I'm having a lot of fun. And I'm, this is what I wanted to do. 
uh, hit the ground running and just, you know, put it out there, use social media, use uh, my knowledge to help people, you know, grow their businesses too. Right. Because Jeffrey said it really good in the little green book. It was either a little teal book of trust or the little green book of getting your way. When someone says you, what do you do for work? Oh, I work in staffing. No, I specialize in helping you find good quality people, not temporary staffing. Because I understand when your people are away sick, there's going to be a loss of production and productivity to your customers. And we don't want that. So, I mean, dude, that's what it is. Right. And that's, and there's truth to that because my friend who owns the sports store, like he needed someone, I'll bust my ass off to help him because I want to make sure he's got food on his table. Yep. And that's the mentality I have. I think about my customers. I don't think about my, my commission. Yeah. It's Zig Ziglar 101. You can have everything in life you've ever wanted if you've just helped enough other people get what they want. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. And I've done it. I've done it in other ways too, where it's not even been about music. There was a, I found a, there was a girl who was performing on, um, in Nova Scotia. I learned this moving here. They have these East coast kitchen parties. They're phenomenal guitars, uh, mandolins, fiddles. Anyways, this, so they created an online group for people to go and perform. And this girl came on phenomenal voice. I felt she should be heard by everybody. I contacted a few people I knew that, that worked in music, you know, uh, when I worked at Long McQuaid, which is uh, Canada's biggest music store many moons ago, my friend, <laughs> friend of mine, Jeff Johnson, he, I believe he's won uh, Juno, which is a Canadian Grammy. So you've never heard of it, but nope. uh, <laughs> I have not <laughs> he worked in Nashville too. He's worked with country. I think he's been nominated for, and you know, cause what do I get out of that? Nothing. I, but what I get is I'm helping somebody else trying to achieve their dream too, you know? And yep. that's what 2021 is for me is helping other people grow and helping other people uh, get what they want. Because I know like dropping a pen on the floor, it's going to come back to me, gravity. And the, you just got to put it in place though and be authentic about it. It's so true. And that's, I think that's, to me, that's both the future and the past of sales Yeah, is, is it's not whenever you begin to take your eyes off of yourself and really give Mm. at at the highest level. I mean, now you've got to make sure you're doing what you need to do and please, you know, please don't think uh, I'm not getting too woo woo here if you, but it's, you know, you've got, if you really begin to take your eyes off yourself. And I think I have said this the last three or four shows. So apparently this needs to become one of my new mantras. Um, John Maxwell says in his book, everybody communicates, few connect. And I do not have it in here or anywhere I can see at the moment. So I'm not going to hold it up. I have his book somewhere behind me or over there. Yeah. It's like, I'm it's somewhere, but I'll spend five minutes looking for it. (laughs) But he says in his book, everybody communicates, few connect that you cannot give value to others until you first value others. And I think if you're in sales right now and you don't need, or you don't currently on a daily basis, value others. Yeah. Uh, and genuinely, I'm not talking about, well, yeah, I'm going to value them as long as they're a potential cl- customer. If you don't con- genuinely value others, then as Zig would say, you need a check up from the neck up. Yeah. One, one of my philosophies, well, my, one of my mantras I heard, and I love this was discipline leads to freedom, right? And nothing I do is for me. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be the best I can for me. And by being that way, I want to be selfless. So yeah. Jeffrey says, like, I got a picture of my girls uh, as a screensaver on my phone because that's who I work for, right? Yeah. My wife, right? Yep. I'm, I was promoting Zach in his book. Why? Because he's he's just a good, good dude, right? Yeah. And I was, I was so impressed by his story about how he won the opportunity to work for Jeffrey for a year. And then he told me his book was coming out. And I was like, you know what, man, I got to get that and help this guy too. Yeah. I mean, we can't help everybody. We can't have that sort of, right. um, I think there's a term for it. You can't have that, uh, that you're going to save the world, but 
if you start with yourself, you start with your family and your customers and your friends, you're going to be, you're going to do all right in this world. Yeah, it's so true. And that's, I think that the biggest thing that I have had to remind myself of in the past 12 months, because here's the reality, everybody's going through crap. I mean, that's, oh, just, absolutely. that's just how it is. Yep. 2020 did not leave anyone unscathed in one way or another. No. Um, and so as we're going through that crap, one of the things that I've had to remind myself, and this may or may not apply to anybody who tunes in, mm-hmm. but is that when I am going through and I'm, I'm working to build myself up, mm-hmm. that I'm not working to build myself up to build myself up. Yeah. I'm working to build myself up so I can give more of myself yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. and, I, and I don't remember the exact analogy, but it, the the side of it that always stuck with me was if you're just building yourself up to build yourself up, then you become like the Dead Sea. Exactly. You become you just become stagnant. And nothing can live in you, exactly, or around you. And yeah. but if you if you become that tributary, if you will, if you're taking what you can get in order to give it back, yeah, then it's a whole different mindset, and you attract people to you. And I'm going to go back to one of the comments, uh, Mr. Bam here, in in his typical fashion. Your vibe attracts your tribe. I love that. It's so true. Yeah, I don't know if that was Gary V that said that. And when he was crushing it, I got a bunch of Gary V's books too. But he, <laughs> They're he, all right here. <laughs> yeah, you know what, man. And this is what the cool thing is, because so like like I said, 2020 was. You said it here. Actually, I want to go back to this. 2020 was a rough year. I suffer yeah. from depression and anxiety. Right. And when I went to my doctor, I said, "How does someone with my personality have this?" Like I, I but then I was like, "Holy crap." I got it. Right. And then 2020 was so tough. You know, uh, we had the largest mass shooting in Canadian history, 30 minutes from my home. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. People died. I think 23 people died. Right. Wow. And, and we've been, we've been the safest place to live during COVID, but because we've had, we haven't had the deaths. We've been locked down. We, but 2020 was such a tough year, but you know what happens when you create a sword, you're banging the crap out of that iron. You put it in the water, you pull it out, you do it again, right? Yes. I knew, I wrote 2020 off, right? Yeah. And I, I, I said to myself, when 2021 hits, I owe it to, you know what? I owe it to myself, my wife and kids, my new employer. I owe it to God. Yeah. Just, you kick some ass in 2021. And, and by doing that is to help other people first. Yes. You know, and I've never ever felt like I've sold anything in my life. Some people might say I haven't. But I've cre- I have and I have <laughs> lots of, uh, you know, positive relationships. I've helped people win. You know, I used to go and share stuff online, uh, going live about my friend's uh, business, his, his sports bar. Yeah. I was doing it before everyone else was doing, going live, right? And I think that's just caring and wanting to help people. It's so true. And that's, you know, it's, here you go, uh, Ron Goodwin, the Ron Goodwin. One man's oh. crap is another man's fertilizer. There's so many um, turns of phrase you can use for that. But it is about owning what you are going to make 2020 be for you. Is it going to, is it going to be that shift or pivot in your, in your life that you look back and think, well, that's, that's the year that it all went to crap. Or is it going to be the shift or pivot in your life when you get to look back and you get to say, you know what, that's the year that I got kicked like nothing I've been kicked before. And yeah. I felt worse than I've, ne- than I've ever felt before, but yeah. I rose up out of it and I learned from it yeah. and I moved forward and took new ground. Yeah. That's so what I, I think. That's what you've done. Yeah. I think, well, I, I'm, I've started, 
right? And I got to yeah. be, I got to keep it up because, you know, one of the worst things in the past six years was I've learned all this stuff, but I never really truly applied it. Yeah. Right. And then 2020, I reconnect with Jeffrey uh, because, you know, six years ago, I was reading his books, listening to his stuff. But then it was like, he's coming on. And like, he actually, through Ken Walls, right? Another friend I've made, he wished my daughter a happy ninth birthday. And my daughters know, I'm going to send you his email. It's going to blow your mind. But my daughters like know how much, you know, Jeffrey has meant to me because of uh, indirectly what he has done to better himself and put out there into the universe, whatever you want to call it. Yes. It comes and help me. Right. Yep. So it's, and that's what I want to do to other people too, is just help. It's so true. And that's, so I want you to talk about that very briefly, because I think it's a cool thing to do. Now it won't really work for me because my kids are three and three and one, but yeah. maybe in a couple of years I can do it. But tell me about what you did, because it was a challenge that your boss put out. So tell me about it. Oh, that, so this was just today, actually. So this is the first one. Uh, well, I, I want to go back actually, and I will be brief. I'll be quick because we don't have no. all the time in the world, but uh, so I was going in and my kids were home because everyone was at home during it and they were listening to Jeffrey Gittimer and they kept asking who this guy was, what's going on. And then I showed them my library. I showed them my books, talked about it. And, and before all this, when I said, you know, when we sit down for dinner and we say what we're thankful for or grateful for each day, like that was from Jeffrey Gittimer, right? So my daughter, Myra, created a gratitude tree and we would write stuff down and stick them on his leaves and stuff like that. We did redecorate the house, so we were going to have to put it back up. But, you know, and then we sent that to Jeffrey. Ken Walls, like I said, he uh, she called me up, called me on her birthday. And what I just sent to my my boss was, hey, Ken, was uh, they put out, you know, ask your kids, what do you do for work? Right. And a couple of questions. I said, what do I do for work? I knew they're going to say sales. So then I said, what does a salesman do? Who do I work for? And who are my heroes? So Aaron Judge, both my girls said Aaron Judge. One girl said the macho man. She was wrong. The other girl said Hulk Hogan. She was right. Bret Hart would have done. And they said Jeffrey Gittimer, right? So, I mean, it's just funny, right? Because the authenticity of what the kids do. So I sent that email to her. I sent it to Jeffrey. I sent it to Zach. I sent it to a few other people. Uh, through yeah. hippo, just to sort of show that, right? Because there's a there's so much honesty and sincerity in kids. Um, they will teach you so much, and you're going to experience all this, man. Like I'm so excited for you as your kids start to grow older, the different phases you're going to go through. Oh yeah, I've I've already had my three year old calling me out for stuff that like I, I one of the things that we really we really focus on is is making sure that he is aware that his words have power. Mm -hmm. and so I can't tell you how many times I've gotten called out from my th three-year-old for something. <laughs> Dad, we don't say that. I'm like, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Randy Savage, Dan. That was uh, superstar Billy Graham, who was my – and I showed – actually, Brett, I showed you the custom that I made. Yes, superstar you did. That is so cool. It's so Sorry, Brett. What I was going to say is you're going to learn how good kids are at sales when you go grocery shopping and they want that chocolate bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeffrey talks about it. Grant Cardone, all the salespeople will yep. tell you because they they are they do they know what they want. They go after it. They are persistent. But I think they're sort of like the old used car salesman from the 1980s that would like sell you a lemon and be like, <laughs> yeah. People get all turned off when they hear sales because that's what they think. Yeah. Really, we're value providers. We're people that want to help you. Yes. And help your customers, right? Yep. Uh, Jeffrey said it, you know, we don't like manpower doesn't pay me. They're a conduit. My customers pay me, right? Yep. Manpower won't fire me. My customers will fire me. Yes. Right. It's like so it's, true. 
if once you get those basic concepts and you start actually working towards that and thinking that way, your life is going to be completely different and you're going to have success. It's so true. And that's one of the things that I love. And I, I, I repeat it to myself almost as often as I repeat it to other people or more often even mm-hmm. is Jeffrey says it. And it sounds, here's the thing. And, and if you've heard Jeffrey say this before and you feel like it's a cliche, I would invite you at this moment to slow down and really think about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the the first time I did it, it radically changed the way that I dealt with people, period. Okay. And what he said and what he says consistently is that he does not teach people how to sell. He teaches people how to create an environment where people to buy. (laughs) And then above and beyond that, he once told me, he said, Brett, I don't sell people. I don't sell my services to people. I put myself in front of people who can tell me yes, Mm -hmm. and I give value first. Mm -hmm. And when you partner those two, those two pieces from Jeffrey Mm -hmm. Gittimer, I don't care if you listen, if you listen to anything else of his, Mm-hmm. Which, if you hear those two pieces, it should make you want to listen and read everything else that he does. Yeah. But if you partner those two pieces together, to me, that was the difference maker. That was the yeah. moment that the light bulb went off in my head. And it's, I'm not trying to convince you to do something. I'm trying to create an environment where you want to do something yourself. Because, um, and I've, I can't remember where I heard this first, but it was a man convinced against his will remains unconvinced. Mm. But yeah. if you if you create an environment where someone convinces themselves, then it's an entirely different process. And I know you do this. I mean, you yeah. follow Jeffrey long enough that you do this. Yeah, and it's not, and it's, and I want, and people that are watching, and like I've I've shared this to my my actual Facebook page, so some of my friends might be like, "What is he talking about?" You know, not only what I do for work, right? They just see me either playing hockey or ball. Anyways, I digress as always. Um, Brett, you got to bail me out again, buddy. What was that? No, you're, I was I was talking about creating the environment to right. buy and giving right. value to those that can say yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, and that's and that is absolutely uh, huge in doing that. And I find there was I had this poster in my office, and it was um, it was really clever actually. It was uh, like the far side, and it was a knight who was like a king who was off the battle, and and there was a guy saying, "But but sir, there's a salesman here, right?" And what <laughs> I took from that was. The salesman's got a machine gun, right? It's going to help him win the war. But what the salesman didn't do was he didn't get to the right decision maker and he didn't create that atmosphere of buying because he would have sold the machine gun like that, right? That's what I took from that. That is so true. Yeah. Like you could go knock on the door. When you go, (laughs) I've seen, I've seen people that I've worked with actually go in and start talking about what we do. And I thought when you're ill and you go see a doctor like you got to reverse the role, right? Think like yes. a doctor. The doctor, yes. you don't see your doctor, you don't start saying, "Oh, I, I studied at Harvard and I've uh, got to." <laughs> I'm so good with a scalpel. You'll be, you know, no, no. Let me tell you how many patients I helped last month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how many patients I have in my CRM right now? <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't at all. So, and I've always, and I've tried. I, I have tried, and I, and I've tried to be sincere, and I do it. I don't try no more of that, that Yoda, right? Do or do not just exactly. There's no try. So when I go in, I generally do. And sometimes like learning, getting to learn my team, right? The people that work underneath me directly. And, you know, one guy plays sports. It was easy. We, we started talking sports, bang, bang, bang. Another one, but the third one was a tough nut to crack. Cause I was like, well, what hobbies do you have? I didn't really have any. And then she finally slipped one out and it was actually something I was interested in in journal- journaling, right? Cause I don't know about you, but I write stuff every day down my thoughts. I don't do it every day. Yeah but I try to journal as much as I can and I can go back and look on stuff and, and see where I've made mistakes and see where I, my thought process may have been at that time. 
and how I can you know, where I'm going. Right. Um, who was it? Uh, Earl Nightingale said like the ship, uh, if the captain's something about a ship being lost at sea without a captain and a rudder or something, if you're not, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I do. I do. This We're is the Yogi Bear part of this. Exactly. So Ken, Ken Walls here, he's, he's, he's helping me with my quote. It's a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. That's even better. That, that yeah. rhymes. So it's even better. Um, uh, Phil is telling you to watch out. He sold cars in the eighties. So <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Phil? Hey, I, I have lots of friends that sold cars. Grant Cardone sold cars, but he did. there was the used cars, car salesman. Every time you watch a movie, not that we should base our, you know, what reality is <laughs> in movies, but you would always see a person who's in sales being that greasy sales guy. Like, yeah, buy this lemon, like the transformers movie. Remember when he, yes. that kid, they get the bumblebee there and he, yeah. I'm always reminded of that old movie Matilda where the guy would use the drill to roll back the odometer. It's a, that's like a way throwback. That's like early nineties. Yeah. I think that is such a, I made a Goonies reference to my staff at work and I don't know, you're probably too young too, but I made a Goonies reference and they just looked at me like I was like, I had three <laughs> eyeballs. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I'll tell you a funny one later, um, off the record that I saw that, uh, that, made me think of my age a lot we're not gonna we're not gonna go down that rabbit hill uh, that rabbit trail live yeah i think that uh you know the if you can make them laugh you can make them buy sediment yeah. that Jeffrey says i'm actually fortunate because i my parents had a comedy club so and when i was so i and uh, it was called uh laugh lines comedy club it was in new westminster british columbia originally punchlines and they went down to like the comedy cave in in uh, la and they I think Seinfeld was almost going to buy the club we had. Uh, Robin Williams signed something when he came up. Um, but uh, I sat there and I heard all these stories and I got to see how comedy was, how it worked. Right. Yeah. And I'm actually, I feel that I'm lucky that I can be funny. And sometimes, you know, because I'm English, I'll do it at my own expense. Right? <laughs> so. No, I think that's cool. I think that, you know, having that, having a little bit of a little bit of, a little bit of self-deprecating humor always helps. One of the things yeah. that you said a few minutes ago, and I, I jotted mm -hmm. this down is you were talking about journaling and you were talking mm -hmm. about a couple of things. And it was something mm -hmm. that an, a previous, like a, a mentor way back when taught me is the power of thinking about what you're thinking about. Um, and, and doing that in the, in the sales process and doing that in the, in just life in general and the power mm -hmm. that it gives you to actually grow and move forward. So I'm not necessarily talking about the journaling rabbit trail, but how, how have you implemented that, you know, as we're moving forward into this new mm -hmm. arena? So with the journaling aspect, just like I've written down stuff where like I may have, like I had to remember there was one customer, uh, I can't remember, I can't remember her name now. I have to look at my journal. Um, <laughs> I remember that she liked a coffee with two cream and one sugar, just like I did at the time. I don't put sugar in my coffee anymore because I've uh, tried this. I'm slimming down here, but uh, there you, you go. Know, things like that where you and where I've made mistakes where I where I had failed right um and it's usually it starts with your checking your own ego right and that you might be wrong you might not know everything yeah I think that's where I've really I've it's 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 really helped me a lot yeah people, people sometimes think it's a sign of weakness that you can admit you made a mistake or you're wrong but I'm like you know what if anyone on my team makes a mistake and their heart was in it I've gone to bat for them for sure it's so true. And that's, you know, I think that if you're not able to admit your own mistakes, then you're not really willing to grow. Yeah. Because you can't grow if you're already perfect. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 
um, there is there was something actually just made me think of that was we referenced my guitars and how I loved Oasis. Well, Liam Gallagher had a or album uh, and a song on it called Once, and because he basically destroyed his own band, and it, he's talking about you only get to do life once, right? So while we are here, you know, we we gotta let's let's do the best we can for one another, right? And help each That's other. True. It's so true. It's so many, you know, Gittimer's really big into that going back and referencing um, music and realizing the power that music can have yeah. on your thought process and on your activity level and your mood. Yeah. So it's always cool. So, I mean, with that, I mean, I think we're, we're coming up here, you know, close to, to 45 minutes and we've, yeah. I, I think we've covered a lot of awesome ground. Um, as we move forward here, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I say it's a new normal. I mean, it's the normal that we're all getting used. If you're not getting used to it by now, you're a little bit behind the curve, but that's okay. You've got time to get used to it. I hope Um, my competition doesn't though. Say that again. (laughs) So I hope my competition doesn't. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Leave your competition in the dust. Yeah. Keep doing Um, your calling. Don't worry. Exactly. Exactly. Videos. So, I mean, that's, you know, what going forward, because we're, we are live on LinkedIn here. Um, mm-hmm. and later on we'll have people that'll tune in the podcast, people that are earlier in their sales careers than you are. Um, you've had that experience, you've had that opportunity and, and frankly, you've had the opportunity to grow through some challenging times in the I, economy and the world. I cut my teeth at labor unlimited in British Columbia. And, uh, I wish I actually had the plaque here. Cause when I left and moved to Nova Scotia, everyone in the company signed it. And they said, wow. we're going to miss your humor. We're going to miss your big personality, your, you know, and all these things. And uh, I got to cut my teeth there where, you know, I probably could have been fired six times in that eight and a half years, but they had yeah. faith in me and they believed in me. And that's why Mike Heathfield, God rest his soul. And Peter Huber, uh, they, 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 I owe them so much for who I am today because they l- allowed me to make mistakes in a safe environment that allowed me to grow into who I am. Right. Yeah, so I'm in forever grateful for both of them and to all the people I worked with there many years ago. They were just awesome. That's so good. And that's, you know, for those of you who are leaders, because I know so many leaders in business development, sales and marketing are seeing this. What Tony just said right there, that's your key is, is can you provide an environment? Can you build an environment that is safe for people to what I call fail forward in? Mm-hmm. where they're not constantly thinking, well, if I take this risk, then I may lose my job and therefore I'm not going to take this risk because risk is what's going to move your company forward. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to John Maxwell, it makes me think of the, uh, of the story that he tells of the time that the CFO is, is speaking of this million dollar loss that they've had because of this employee. And they said, and he asked the CEO, well, you're going to fire him. And he said, are you kidding me? I just invested a million dollars in that kid's education. You think I want to lose it now? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what you've got. Yeah, no, and that, and I, I find too, like, and I, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but sometimes in companies you'll see people appointed to leadership due to their time there, or they did something good, or they were, you know, and unfortunately, uh, they're they're not leadership material because they don't nurture and grow their teams. They don't uh, accept people that you know what warts and all. We're human beings first. Whereas there's no cookie cutter way that's going to make people work in sales and, and be so effective. True. You have to take what you have or who you have employed for you, find out what their strengths are and surround them with people that will pick up those weaknesses. Because I am not a tech guy. I you know, and, and that's something I've told and, you know, uh, but I can connect with people. So yes, it's so true. Name the um, more the pain. 
take new aim never do it again the same or i never do the same again that's awesome that, that's good stuff straight from hell in norway and then dan altmeyer uh john maxwell says just because you don't admit you're wrong doesn't mean other people or others don't already know it that's so yeah. true. so true mm-hmm. Um, so as we're closing out here, what advice would you have for those that are starting out in that in the earlier in their sales careers in order to have the longevity and the stick to that you've had? Well, you, you have to have the perseverance. I think uh, first off, they have to read Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And they have to read the sales Bible and the little red book of selling and the little gold book of yes attitude. And then you can move on to the steroids that is, you know, Grant Cardone on sales. Who's like, come on to 10 X. <laughs> he is like Hulkamania to me, man. He's just amazing. Yes. If you 10 X the wrong activity, you're 10 Xing failure. Yeah. So. <laughs> so work your way up to the, to that, but yeah. you're not going to go wrong with Jeffrey Gittimer, Grant Cardone, the Brian Tracy's, the John Maxwell's. There's so many great authors out there, but Think and grow rich, how to win friends and influence people have to be pillars and, and the little red book of selling. So true. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tony. If you'll hang out here for a few minutes, I'll close this out and then we'll go from there. Any last thoughts or words you want to make sure you share? I uh, just want to thank you, Brett. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoy you giving me the opportunity to be on here and to just talk. And uh, I've just, all my former mega minders. I love you guys. I'm glad to see you all doing well. And everyone that tunes in at 9.59, tune in to Jeffrey Gittimer, people. He'll change your life. He did for me. And uh, thank you again, Brett. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony. So as we are closing out here, again, I want to thank you all, all of you guys who tune in on a regular basis, whether it is live here or on the podcast later. We are now live on all the podcasting platforms, so you can check us out there. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, We will be live again on Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, We will have another special guest where we will be talking more about leadership, sales, and marketing. So with that, I look forward to talking to you next time. And until then, I'm just here to remind you, either give value or just don't bother.